Welcome to Earth Matters on Gila Members Community Radio, KURU at 89.1 FM, and Las Cruces Community Radio, KTAL LP at 101.5 FM. I'm Donna Stevens, one of your hosts for today's program, and the Executive Director of the Upper Gila Watershed Alliance, a local nonprofit working to protect the Gila watershed through advocacy, education, and restoration. Twice monthly, we here at Earth Matters bring you conversations with people working on the ground to address climate change in the Southwest and provide you with information on how you can make a difference and help bring collective action to this global crisis. Today's show is Earth Matters' traditional year-end review. We're going to look back at 2022 and look ahead to 2023. Joining me on this program is my Earth Matters co-host, Allison Civic, Executive Director of Gila Resources Information Project, also known as GRIP, and the Gila Conservation Coalition. We're going to be taking turns asking each other questions in today's program. Also joining us in the second half of the show is my Upper Gila Watershed Alliance co-worker, Carol Ann Fugali. Welcome, Allison and Carol Ann. Hey, Donna. Hi, Donna. Good to be here. Thank you. So, Allison, let's start the show by talking with you about some of the problems that arose in 2022 that GRIP was that GRIP had to respond to. So the first one I want to talk about is the Air Force, who released a new proposal in 2022. What did the Air Force propose to do and how did the conservation community respond? Yeah, well, um, just when we thought we were done with the Air Force after the um, we were able to defeat the, the Holloman Air Force Space proposal to expand airspace over the Gila, um, in January, earlier uh, January of this year, we um, uh, another proposal was put out by the Air Force to expand airspace for its missions in Arizona. And so this one very, very concerning to um, allow for uh, fighter jet maneuvers as low as 100 feet above ground level and also supersonic flights as low as 5,000 feet above ground level in Southern Arizona and Southwest New Mexico. So this was a a huge concern. Um, Our um, groups in peaceful Gila skies, we basically banded um, together with conservation groups in Arizona and also in the boot heel. So uh, the folks in the Chiricahuas, um, they formed peaceful Chiricahua skies. So kind of a sister organization. We all worked together to submit comments to the Air Force in March, expressing our concerns. There were 34 organizations that that signed on. And, you know, similar concerns as the last one, just that, you know, extreme noise, sonic booms, um, you know, tribal communities and rural communities would be affected. Um, A huge number of public lands, uh, national monuments, parks, uh, wilderness areas would be impacted. So it, it really is a significant action. What is supposed to happen with the Air Force proposal in 2023? Are they going to make any decisions? 
Yeah, well, the schedule calls for a draft environmental impact statement sometime in fall of 2023, and then a final decision and final EIS released a year later in in 2024. So that's about all we know. Things have been very quiet. So, uh, you know, we'll just, as we did on Holloman and even on this one earlier this year, we'll be keeping folks posted and um, I'm sure there are going to be meetings. I mean, Senator Heinrich again had to step in. It was really like deja vu all over again where, with, uh, you know, folks in the Gila area being left out again, no public meeting up here. Um, so Senator Heinrich had to step in and, uh, he got a commitment that at the draft EIS stage, there will be a public meeting here in Silver City. So stay tuned on that. Right. I mean, they held their meetings in really small communities, animus reserve, but nothing in Silver City. That's right. I know. Will there be a public comment period when the draft environmental impact statement comes out in next fall? Absolutely. Uh, You know, so the question will be, you know, 45 days versus longer. Um, You know, we'll we'll just have to see, um, you know, but I think at a minimum 45 days. Okay. Yes. And like you said, we'll definitely keep people posted on what's going on and some of the concerns that we have. Uh, in, I'm switching gears here now. In 2022, Freeport Mac Moran moved ahead with the Emma Project, which is an expansion of its Tyrone mine. Can you talk about what happened with Emma this year? Yeah, so um, Freeport is proposing to construct a new open pit on the south side of the Tyrone Mine. So just to the west of Highway 90, as you drive down to Lordsburg from Silver City. And um, this pit is going to be about 500, 600 feet deep. Um, It will intersect groundwater at some point. Uh, We have... um, residents with domestic wells, some of whom live as close as a half mile away. So there's a lot of concern about impacts to domestic wells um, from a supply perspective, water quality, other concerns like air quality, light, noise, um, uh, uh, blasting, so vibration. So a lot of concerns, um, considering that people, there are people that live pretty close. So there was a hearing, um, for a mining act permit in August, um, with comments due in September. So there were lots of people that showed up at that meeting and, um, um, asked for and, and also submitted, um, comments. And um, uh, also there uh, was a water rights application. So GRIP and I think five or six domestic well owners protested that water rights application. I mean, basically uh, the mine is asking for um, a change in their location for um, a point of diversion for only 10 years, even though we know that this um, pit will have to be de- dewatered in perpetuity. So um, 
just that doesn't really match up. They really need to be doing an analysis for at least a hundred years. So um, we feel that Freeport really could be doing a much better job uh, uh, to its um, on on behalf of its neighbors. I mean, the company's got a new tagline that says it's foremost in responsible copper, but yet we're not really seeing the company being responsible to its neighbors. So um, the the company really needs to be putting in place monitoring and mitigation plans um, to uh, minimize impacts to its neighbors in the area of groundwater supplies, of lighting, air quality, all of these things that can really um, be a nuisance to local residents. And then obviously there are some huge issues that need to be addressed from the uh, groundwater um, drawdown side. And and so um, we hope that in 2023, the state engineer is going to be taking that on. Well, I was just going to ask what is going to happen in 2023? Is Freeport expected to make any kind of a decision about the Emma pit? Well, uh, they've got to get their permits. So um, they've got to get a Mining Act permit. They've got to put up financial assurance. They still have to get the discharge permit, the groundwater discharge permit. So that hasn't even been released yet. And then they can't do anything unless they have water rights. So that's a big one. So um, the water rights protest that GRIP and others are are. Um, have submitted, that will have to get resolved. So we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot to do in 2023, a lot that has to happen before um, the EMMA project were to move forward. Okay. And while we're on the topic of mining, uh, another thing came up in 2022, and that's Asuma Silver, a company that, a mining company, they have a proposal to do some mining near the town of Mugion. What happened with Suma Silver in 2022? Yeah, so Suma Silver is a Vancouver-based um, corporation, and they've been exploring for gold and silver on about one and a half acres of private land just to the west of, of Mogollon. And um, really, you know, uh, what happened is <laughs> the... For residents of Mogion, about 15 people, it's a community of about 15 people, they had no idea that exploration was going to be taking place. Unfortunately, the New Mexico Mining Act um, does not provide for public notice and public participation for minimal impact exploration or mining activities. Um, since So since this is under 40 acres, um, the residents weren't notified. They just happened to be to find out about it because of the surveyors who were doing some survey work up there. Um, so they've the, obviously the residents have serious concerns about the impacts of exploration on their water supplies. There are Mexican spotted owl um, owls in the area, um, and of course that's an endangered species and. Uh, they also have concerns over, you know, the roads and noise, night skies and, you know, any this community really um, uh, benefits from tourism. And so uh, anything like a, a new mining uh, project will really impact them, um, uh, their livelihoods. So this is this is a huge concern. 
Well, there was another unexpected event that happened in late September of 2022, and I'm referring here to the accident on Highway 15 north of Pinos Altos that leaked asphalt emulsion into Jaybird Canyon. What Can you tell us what happened, Allison, and what was the response of the community and the agencies? Yeah, that's right. So um, late um, in September, I believe it was September 26th, uh, a, a truck operated by R. Marley overturned on State Highway 15, just north of Pinos Altos. Um, they It released 2,000 gallons of asphalt emulsion that that um, went down Jaybird Canyon um, in the Gila National Forest. And so really, this is kind of like this huge debacle, really, in terms of um, the, the accident was called in, but because asphalt emulsion is not considered a hazardous material, um, the spill itself was not reported um, to the environment department. So basically, it should have been reported by the trucking company um, to the environment department, but they didn't do it. And so it was really like nine days later before um, a local community member, um, Geronimo Cassidy, happened to um, be up there and notice this uh, this asphalt still still. Um, heading down the the drainage and um, people uh, kind of banded together, community members banded together to get out there and start cleaning it up. Of course, the the spill was reported to the state and um, the trucking company and this, well, the state, the environment department was on the scene that afternoon um, when, after Geronimo reported it just to, to assess it. And then two days later, the trucking company was there cleaning things up. But really this spill has just um, highlighted a lot of um, needs for training, um, state police, Department of Transportation, trucking companies, they need to know what the rules are under the State Water Quality Act for reporting spills. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, somebody said at the public meeting, you know, even if it was a tanker full of milk it uh, that spilled into the drainage, you still have to report it because it's a water contaminant and it still has a potential to um, damage um uh, wildlife and aquatic species in the drainage. So, um, you know, training, transparency, there were a lot of transparency issues in terms of, you know, the different state agencies not necessarily releasing information as to what happened. It took a while before we had a meeting with the Environment Department and EPA and the Forest Service to really, you know, hear from the state, from the regulators kind of um, you know, what happened. And then, of course, resources. Um, you know, the the state really didn't have the resources to get it, the state contractor down here to clean up. Um, so, um, you know, that was that was another factor um, that uh, kind of led to, you know, deciding that the that the trucking company should clean up the the spill. So it's been a very um, kind of con um, sad, tragic, terrible thing. Um, and, you know, 
uh, it's been upsetting to the community um, and, you know, conservation organizations. We've been working with regulators to really try and figure out what happened, but then also figure out, you know, how can we restore that drainage um, back to what it used to be? There's obviously been a lot of damage from um, people in the drainage doing the cleanup and as, as well as from the asphalt emulsion, but you know, there needs to be um, more, uh, there's going to have to be a lot of restoration work in 2023. Well, I want to ask you a follow-up question about that, Allison. But right now, we need to take a short break on Earth Matters on Gila Members Community Radio, KURU 89.1 FM, and KTAL LP at 101.5 FM in Las Cruces. So don't go away. When we come back, we're going to continue our look back at conservation issues of 2022 and look ahead to 2023. 